0: Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to Self Love Tarot, a podcast about enriching our lives through practical spirituality, self love and the tarot. I'm your host Gretchen Evangelista. You can follow this podcast on Instagram at self love tarot. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode about the fool. All right. I eventually was going to do this card. <laughs> I, I love the fool and I decided to do this card for this week because I have been truly trying to step into the power and the message of the fool with all that's been going on in my personal life. I don't know if you guys are in the same boat, but if you guys are, then this will be a fantastic conversation to have if you're someone who's learning more about tarot and learning more about the uh, definitions and everything, I think the one thing that really helped me was uh, having the patience and the dedication to really feel out each card. And there are some days where some cards will just speak to you in volumes and other days where they don't. But to really be in tune with which cards are speaking to you, what messages are you receiving, and nourishing that connection on a regular basis. And from that, you kind of get the full rainbow of life at the same in the same way that you would get the full rainbow of the tarot cards, right? Like I like to believe that the, um, the experiences and the messages that the tarot cards offer are directly related to the the variety, the spice of life that we all go through. So positive or negative cards, sure, you can see it like that. But I just like to see it as this wholehearted experience, wholehearted human experience. And what better way to initiate that for yourself by embodying the fool And I don't know about you, but this quarantine thing has really launched me into my work in a bigger, more present way, right? Like a lot of people have more free time. Um, They might be unemployed. They might just, you know, be out of work temporarily at the moment. Wherever you are, I'm sensing a lot of people using this opportunity to figure out, okay, what is my purpose? What is my direction in life? What do I wanna do with my life? Because we finally have that space to breathe and take a break from the hamster wheel of life, of going to work and coming home and eating dinner and taking a shower and watching Netflix and all of that. And I that I was definitely in that cycle of day in, day out routine. And when this happened, one of the blessings that came out of it was that I was like shaken awake and I was in a position to be really acutely aware of how I was living my life. And if that's something that I really want to continue doing, because we say, oh, I'm going to just continue to do this just until, you know, this year or whatever. But then five years go by and you're like, wait, I've been living my life the same exact way. I was supposed to do this. I was supposed to start this business. I was supposed to go after my dreams at this age and life just got the best of me. And I just completely forgot. I got swept away. And that's fine. I think that's definitely part of the journey and that definitely helps you launch yourself forward in a more impactful way. So anyways, let's kind of bring it back to the fool. And when you're starting any sort of new project, whether it's starting a business or transforming yourself, maybe losing weight um going out and finding the partner of your dreams. You know, like any sort of big transformation that puts you out of your comfort zone, maybe it's increasing your own self-confidence um and increasing your own sense of self-esteem, whatever that is. Whenever you venture out of your comfort zone, things get super scary, super fast. <laughs> and I like to think of it as like if you can imagine there, you're kind of looking at a map from a bird's eye view. And on the left hand side, that is where you are. That is your comfort zone. And then you have on the right hand side, the life of your wildest dreams, your transformation, the results that you want. You as um, someone with better health, with a figure that you like the most, with that perfect partner, that family, right? And then in the middle is what I like to call the deep dark forest of the unknown. And this forest is inevitable. You must cross this forest in order to get to the life of your wildest dreams. Seeing it this way really sets the expectation in a way that sets you up for equipping yourself for (laughs) all the difficult things that you will come across when you're in that transitional phase of transformation, right? So I like to call it the deep dark forest of the unknown. It's completely removed from your comfort zone. And I heard this quote that is amazing. And to this day, I just love reminding myself of it because it puts into perspective what the challenge is for you when you want to go after your dreams. And now that we all have the space and the time to really think about this, this is why I want to bring it up. You cannot be committed to your comfort zone and be committed to your dreams at the same time. It's like, you see the two circles of the Venn diagram? No, it's not like that at all. It's two separate areas that don't even touch each other. And it's separated by this forest of deep, dark unknown that all of us, all of the great masters, all of the people you look up to who have accomplished amazing things and accomplished the impossible, they have had to go through that same journey, through the forest, out into that place of their wildest dreams, the promised land, whatever you can think of, it's there. Kind of picturing your own journey of transformation like this is really helpful. And so what is in this deep, dark forest of transformation, this deep, dark forest of the unknown? I've listed a couple of things here that I know for sure waits for me through this forest as I go through it. And um, I'm hoping some of you guys can relate to it. But I just thought it was a, a fun metaphor and a fun example to think about as you're going through it. So as you're going forward, there're gonna be these birds, and if you guys are familiar with the Hunger Game series, I totally ripped this idea off of them. But <laughs> if you remember the Mockingjay, how the Mockingjay would take whatever it heard and just repeat it over and over and over again, well, there is a um a, a cousin bird of that, in this same forest, and it's called the Doubt Birds. Where these Doubt Birds. All they do is scream in your ear all day long of how you suck and that you're not good enough and that you should just turn back. And it, they are conditioned to say that over and over and over again. And these stout birds are like sprinkled everywhere in the forest. It's especially condensed at the beginning of it because that's when you really feel the intensity of, oh my God, I'm stepping outside of my comfort zone. I am so terrified. I'm so terrified of what's what's to come because everything's so unknown. So you're gonna face a lot of these doubt birds. And then also there's a forest within the forest called the failure forest <laughs> where you're just gonna fall on your face all the time fail and fail and fail miserably, but when you're in the fail forest, you're going to be failing forward. So it's all working towards your benefit, but it's going to feel like a struggle at first when you get used to failing. But I promise you by the end of the failure forest, (laughs) you will come out a completely different person and someone who looks at failure as an ally instead of an enemy for sure. And so as you can already see, the deep dark forest of the unknown can be terrifying, yet super enchanting. So in this forest, you will run across animals that'll help you, angels, fairies, so many guides that are specifically placed there to aid you in your journey, to help you move through the darkness and out into the light. And so I honestly didn't mean to give you such an elaborate example of that, but that's something <laughs> I'm just running with it today, but I, I just really wanted to paint that picture for you guys because I'm sorry, there's a dog barking outside. So my apologies if there's something um, in the background there, but I just really wanted to paint that picture for you guys. Cause I know. A lot of people have been thinking about what their passion is and what their purpose is, especially with all this time and mental space that we have from being quarantined and kind of taking a break from our normal routine that we're usually in. But that's just kind of a good way of seeing it. And it's really helped me. And to tie it back again, it's the second time I'm saying to tie it back. But really, guys, okay, I'm serious to tie it back to the fool, which is why you guys all came here. The fool is that person who is at the edge of the comfort zone, right? Like looking out into the deep, dark forest of the unknown on the edge of it. And the fool is like, huh, I think I'm going to go in there and see what's up and see um, what kind of fun things are, are waiting for me on the other side? Let's just, let's look. And the big message of The Fool that I really want to talk about today is being willing to look stupid in front of others. And stupid, you could replace that with dumb, you could replace that with foolish, whatever. But my internal self-talk always goes to, don't do that, you're going to look stupid in front of those people. You're going to look stupid in front of your family, you're going to look stupid in front of your co-workers if you tell them that you're a tarot reader, right? <laughs> you're going to look stupid in front of your partner, you're going to look stupid in front of all these people on social media, whatever, right? I, I think that is definitely something that blocks a lot of people when they are first starting out on their journey and deciding whether or not they want to forge this new path for themselves and go after their dreams. And this message really came to me um, in, a, in an indirect way, really, because I had pulled the Fool card out um, in my daily reading the other day And then I was looking for something to kind of make me laugh because I was um, just really wound up later on that day. So I was looking at bloopers to watch because those always make me laugh. I don't know why. And I, um, you guys know I love Monk. I mentioned that show before and I know it's super old, but I love it. And I was looking for Monk bloopers, but then I came across this Video of Tony Shalub, Shalub, however you say his name, the guy who plays monk, he was talking about um, being willing to look like a fool. And so, keyword fool, I was like, oh, maybe that's the universe telling me that I need to watch this video because I pulled the fool card out today. So I watched it and it was so insightful, right? Like, I went to YouTube to look for bloopers and I found this amazing piece of wisdom. It's so funny how the universe works that way. But he was basically saying 50% of acting is being willing to look like a fool. And I was thinking about that, and I'm like, that's true. I, I think that's true for a lot of people in the entertainment industry, and really just a lot of people who were out there trying to do impossible things. Right? Like I think that's so applicable to everyone who is sitting here thinking, how the hell am I going to pull this off? If I really commit to this 100%, how am I going to make this vision come true? I'm going to fail. People are going to laugh at me. They're going to think I'm crazy. They're not going to take me seriously. There's always that fear, right? Right. And I think just the biggest way to even overcoming the fear is being willing to douse yourself in that fear. Being willing to go out and look stupid in front of every single person you know. And what's interesting is that being willing to look stupid doesn't actually make you stupid. It actually makes you brave. It actually makes you bold and incredibly powerful. And so we look at the fool card here, and it's easy to think, oh, the fool is naive. Like he has no idea what he's getting himself into. He's about to jump off a cliff. He's just ill prepared. He's not the wisest person. But I think that is just a common way of thinking about um, this type of power, right? We don't really associate being willing to be a fool as something super powerful. And we often call people who are like this naive. And I know this has been brought up in another podcast. I think it um, was the Terror for the Wild Soul podcast, which is an amazing podcast. Check that one out. But I think she was the one who put this idea in my head of a lot of people um, use the word naive in such a negative way but I think it's just the, the culture of us looking at children and saying they know nothing and not really understanding that children are one of the wisest human beings on the planet. <laughs> I mean, look at them. They're having the most fun. They're laughing. They're smiling. They're trusting. There is a sense of childlike wisdom. And just being around children can uplift your heart and make you feel a little bit lighter. So I don't think we should diminish the value of the wisdom that comes from being super young and innocent and yeah, call it naive, but naive, not in a bad way, naive in a good way, right? This person isn't weighed down by all these obligations and these limiting beliefs about how they can't do this because they failed in the past and what will people think of me? Like it's... It's the, being at the zero level, being wide open to infinite possibilities. And the message that comes out of The Fool when I first look at it is jump and a net will appear. Jump and a net will appear. When you go out into the unknown, into the uncertainty, you will be surprised to see what comes out on the other side of it. And to really put a lot of faith and trust that you are being guided in the perfect direction, you are being perfectly taken care of, and all your needs will be perfectly met. And to really put this in another context of how powerful that fool energy can be, that willingness to look stupid in front of your peers, of, in front of everyone really, is Joan of Arc. And... I have been thinking about Joan of Arc for a while now and I wanted to get an oracle deck that had Joan of Arc in it. So I picked up the Divine Feminine Oracle Deck by um, Megan Waterson, and I just got this yesterday. So the second I got it, I took out the cards and I immediately wanted to try to find the Joan of Arc card because I felt so called to understand her And embody the essence of her message and her work that she did in this world. So I took it out, and first of all, it is breathtaking. I love this card about her. And um, I wanted to share with you guys some of the little tidbits of her story from the Divine Feminine Oracle Guidebook, which is uh, this cute little handy book where. Um, talks about each one of the divine feminine cards in a brief, but pretty impactful and meaningful way. And so I just wanted to share a little bit of her story and kind of show you how it ties to the fool. So what's really interesting about Joan of Arc is how incredibly powerful she was. Think about 1400s France, when you have this teenage girl from some village fighting for a country on the front lines as a leader. That is insane. And the type of conviction and certainty and faith she had of herself and her vision must have been incredible. And so if we really break her story down and really see how the fool applies to Joan of Arc, she was such a strong character, someone who had that strength, that warrior-like conviction in herself, the root energy of all of that, the energy that got that strength started was the fool. It was being willing to go out and look like a complete idiot in front of all these people who were like, why, what are you doing? You're just a girl. You're a teenager. You're not even an adult yet. And you want to do this? You want to go out and fight? fight with the soldiers and fight this war? Like, why don't you just go and sit in your little town and just, you know, look pretty, right? Like there's so much at stake for how people were seeing her, but she didn't care. She was just like, whatever. I'm willing to make myself look like a complete fool in order to serve this vision, in order to serve the highest good. And It's just so empowering to see this full energy in someone that was really strong and really powerful and influential in her time in France and continues to be super influential to this day. And one passage, one little segment of the guidebook that I wanted to share with you guys... um, was she would have preferred to stay in her hometown spinning wool, but the power of her vision and her belief in the truth of it compelled her to follow the voice she heard within her. That's insane. (laughs) And that perfectly shows that kind of phase of being still in your comfort zone and looking into the deep, dark forest of the unknown and having that voice within you saying, no, you should just stay in your comfort zone. You don't know what's out there. There could be danger. There could be death out there. That's, that's too dangerous for us. We just should stay at home in our comfort zone, in our village, spinning wool and everything will be okay. Like this is just the most predictable environment. You shouldn't go out into the woods. It's too dangerous. It's not worth it. And a lot of people are going through this, especially when you start and you decide to commit to creating the life of your wildest dreams. You're going to have those doubts. Even Joan of Arc had those doubts, but she still decided to put herself out there, look like a complete idiot and go into the forest, being equipped with her faith, her sense of vision and her sense of purpose, like Yes, it'd be easier for me to go back to town and be this village girl, but there's something much greater out there for me. I can feel it. I can see it. It might not look like anything right now, but I know that at the end of that journey, at the end of the forest, when I look back from the place of being in my vision, I'm going to know that all of it was worth it. And I'm going to be able to meet my own invincibility, my own bravery along the way. It's incredible. And so I want to tie this back into you in your life. So what do you think others will think of you when you go after your visions? I like to think of actors. So many people... Discount that way of living, especially if you haven't had any success yet, right? Like, oh, you want to be an actor? I live in LA or I live in New York. And a lot of people, their attitude is, oh, wow, well, they're going to be a waitress for a really long time, right? <laughs> like th- there's that attitude of people judging other people for their life path because it seems so foolish and impractical. And it's like, Where are you going to get health insurance? How are you going to even have savings? Where are you going to live? You're going to have to live with 500 roommates in order to be able to afford rent and, you know, do all the things that you want to do. So it's this idea of being willing to be so vulnerable, letting your family talk like they're allowed to say whatever they want about me. They are allowed to think whatever they want. It's okay. It's okay because ultimately they're not living this life. I'm living this life. And I'm the one with the vision. I'm the one with a sense of purpose towards this particular destiny. This is my job. So whatever they think is completely irrelevant, and it's absolutely fine that they think that way. Right? Like Joan of Arc picture. Everyone kind of crapping on Joan of Arc for deciding to make that choice to go out and fight. Did she care? Maybe she did, but did that stop her? No, absolutely not. And so it's about making the vision so much more important than what people will think of you and putting that as the priority first and see it as like, okay, everyone has 600 billion thoughts a day. I don't even know if that's the correct figure there, but close probably, right? Everyone has thousands and thousands of thoughts a day. They have judgments about this person and that person, him and her and whatever. And it has to do with their own projection, their own worldview, something that we have no control over. And people, depending on how they feel that day, that will determine how they feel about you that day, right? Like if they spill coffee in their car and then you're the first person they see, they're gonna be angry. Maybe they're gonna be a little bit irked with you. So you never really know where people are coming from, what mood they're in today, what attitude they have today. And it's very fickle. It's always fluctuating. And it's like deciding to build your house on top of sand. It's unstable. It's not worth it, (laughs) And so in the end, it's allowing others to think what they want to think about you, allowing others to have their fluctuating opinions about you, or maybe hard set opinions about you, but opinions nonetheless, right? Not facts, opinions, letting people have opinions about you and, and allowing that to happen You're able to step forth into your greater purpose, into your greater calling, into this vision that has been burning in your heart for so long, and making your life and your vision and the life of your wildest dreams more important than your self-image, more important than what people think of you. And another thing that I want to talk about first before we close this out is people not knowing what their purpose is. Right? Like many people might be totally in sync with what they want to do with this world and exactly all the details and how they want it to unfold, where other people might not know at all what they want to do with their lives. They're looking for their purpose, they're looking for their passion. They're just looking for something to really work towards in their life. And I think this has to do with Being willing to look at the things, those desires and the vision within your heart that have probably been buried real deep because of fear and because of, you know, fear you're not good enough to do that, fear you can't pull it off, fear of what other people will think of you, and I think that is what really gets in the way of us seeing that purpose, seeing that vision for ourselves. And most likely, we've done this unconsciously, right? Like we didn't purposefully say, "Oh, I'm going to stuff down my my life's path and my vision with all these doubts and fear." No, no one ever consciously does this. This is something that is natural for everyone to go through. And if you're in the if you're in that phase of life where you're just Really wanting to figure out what your purpose is—that might be something to look into, right? Like, um, for example, when you were younger, what did you want to do that most of the adults told you you shouldn't do because it's not practical? For me, it was acting. <laughs> I I knew I wanted to be an actress, and I wanted to take acting lessons. And a lot of the adults in my life were like, oh, hell no, (laughs) you're not doing that. I mean, that's like a nice thing to do for now, but no, I don't, I don't think that's something that um, will really help you in the long run. So it was shot down. And when you're young and you're a kid and you trust the adults around you, you trust what they're saying. So I had internalized, oh, acting is impractical. It's a really hard industry to get into. I shouldn't even try. I should just do something more practical, like nursing. (laughs) And you can see how that played out in my life, right? (laughs) So really, you can go back into your childhood, look at the things that um, people said you shouldn't do or that you couldn't do. And it's not necessarily saying that that's your destiny, that that's something that you're supposed to be doing, although it can be, but it's really just learning to open yourself up again to the possibilities, right? There's probability and there's possibility. And I love this concept where probability is usually based on the past, right? Right? It it's making a decision based on what's already happened to you, how um, like what the circumstances of your life was at the time, and using that judgment to move forward. But when you constantly are looking at the past to move forward, then you're always gonna be stuck in the past. You're always gonna be limited to what was possible for you before. Whereas if you place your faith. And decision power and certainty in the realm of possibility, it's like all the doors open for you and you get to play and feel a sense of space like you can do anything and you're untethered to your past. And from there, you can venture out and really step into, okay, my, my purpose, my passion could be something completely different from what I'm doing right now completely different from what I've been able to accomplish thus far. And most of the people who feel stuck in not knowing what they want to do, I think a big portion of that is because they've been playing in the realm of probability. Like, oh, I shouldn't go out and become a singer or, um, you know, be a full-time tarot reader because the probability of that is zero, right? And that's normal to be in. But start to experiment and play with, okay, possibility. What is, what is the possibility of this? What is the, the best case scenario of this all unfolding? And from there, a vision starts to occur and you start to feel excited and, and your heart just starts to radiate with delight and anticipation. And all of a sudden, all these ideas start to flow through because you opened the door. So I know I've gone on a little tangent here, but I, I just really feel called to share that message and kind of hopefully give you guys a little pep talk if this is something you're going through. So it's embodying the fool in your life and through embodying the fool, through being willing to look stupid and fall flat on your face over and over and over again in front of everyone, being willing to embody that actually opens the door for you and launches you into the realm of possibility where anything can happen. Nothing is impossible and you have the power to create whatever you want to create. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode of self love tarot. I'm your host Gretchen evangelista. And if this message really resonates with you on a soul level, Join me on -on one-on-one coaching where I guide you, literally guide you through the forest, the deep, dark forest of the unknown, and give you the proper support, the resources, the tools, everything you need to help you on your journey and help you move forward so that you do get to the place of living your best life, living the life of your wildest dreams. And you will be able to look back at the end of it and be like, oh my God, I am so glad I committed to this. I'm so glad I went all in for myself. And it's one of the most amazing things you can do in your life and for yourself. So if that's really something that is resonating with you, resonating with you at a soul level and you're ready to commit, join me on my one-on-one coaching program. And you can set up your first consult with me by emailing podcast at gmail and we can get started right away. So I hope you guys have an amazing day. Take care, stay safe, and I will see you next time.